Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, this is Jeff Parlin and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to the 102nd edition of 365 Days of Sport. That's Treble 16, Treble 16, Double 16. It's not, I lied. What, I have no idea. You, I can't even do maths. About? That's how you finish, 102, Rob. Treble what? 16, Treble 16, Double 16. Oh, the darts, the darts. He's doing darts, that's what's going on. He's I, doing I think, uh, darts. Everyone's a bit confused it's by a, that. It's a sports show, Rob. Yeah. People that listen to this show. You know what 102 is, though? Ooh. If you hit uh, 17 sixes in a row in cricket. Wow. Yeah. Great so, stuff. So I that's love that. Num- the minimum number of deliveries to get a hundred For 100. So there you go. Nice, Rob. You like that? Good stats. Yeah, yeah. Bang. Fun fact. Fun fact from Roberto love O'Brien's it. off the cuff. Just uh, things rolling out the mouth without even really thinking about oh, anything at all as usual. It's, I wonder, has anyone done it? it in, 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 in any format. In any format of cricket. Probably, yeah. You, would oh, you, you could so, hit you? 16 sixes in a four, actually. Very true. But it's still yeah. 17 balls. It's still 17 balls regardless. Very true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, in Martin Crowe's uh, edition, Cricket Max, though, you could have done it a lot quicker. You could have done it in approximately half. Double points in the V, wasn't it? Eight balls. Or eight and a half. Eight and a half balls, yes. Yeah. That was a great game. That was a Cornwall Park Cricket Club. Went past Cornwall Park Cricket Club on the weekend, actually. Did you? I seen how, good old New Zealand. How was New Zealand, Rob? Uh, well, I had lots of time around screaming kids. So, you know, they go a bit mental. It was, a, it was my, it was my only... you know, it was my second Godfather nomination. Oh, really? I'm Godfather Part 2. So uh, we went to my old high school and little uh, young Vinny, he's, uh, he, he got handed over the, the reverend to be uh, have the, the full... It was a baptising, actually. Oh, as well. So, Double. Well, no, not a christening. What's the difference, actually? Because Between a what and a, a what? A christening and a baptism. A christening is a naming ceremony. Baptism yeah. is when you get baptised. Well, what? Is, what? Ba- a baptism... Baptism... L- breaking news here on 365 <laughs> Days of Sport... A baptism <laughs> is when you get baptised. Yeah. Well, my father so, was... Uh, and a christening is when you get named. Yeah. Hence the Christian name. My, yeah. my, fa- my father was a clergyman. Ah, um, oh, here we go. So this is Kevin ba- Ingham, by the way. Mm. Back. I'm back off the bench again. Uh, welcome back to 365 Days of Sport. He was a clergyman and a baptism is being dedicated to the Lord. I'm sure different denominations, it might be slightly different, but amongst the Protestants, uh, it's being dedicated to the Lord. But you what's be- the difference in the... Ser- there's ser- well, it was actually... All about a christening is generally it freaked me out reading well, all these weird. Sure, a christening verses. is generally for young, young, young children, like your mm. your godchildren. Yeah, baptisms can be when you're 92 years old. Okay, any so age. he was he's like yeah, he's about 13 months. Well, that's that'll be a christening. Months. No, it was a baptism. Well, was yeah, a, yeah, I know. Because he did the whole f- and he threw all this water on him, and he was started made him cry. It was a bit mean, yeah. really. Oh, but um, yeah, I had to read all. I had to read these. Weird things from the um, script they had. Did you? Yeah, you Bit of all people. What? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, anything in particular? Anything that sticks out, Rob? Was it um, Ecclesians uh, six fourteen? It's just about having faith and belief in the Lord and all this stuff. So you know, I just suck it up and do what I need to do for the greater good. It's a, just a, it's an honour to get the nomination twice. 
obviously. So, so you're perpetuating the uh, falsehood that God mm. is real. No, I'm okay. acting for the sake of the greater good for a moment, just okay. to go through. This is the wishes of my very good friend. I'm really just uh, playing my part and just doing, as I said, it's a small sacrifice. Yeah. So, what if the know? God children come to you later in life and want to know more much about more God? sacrifice than what Jesus had to do? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first. Um, I'm going to tell you now. In some denominations, oftentimes Catholic, christening is being accepted as another name for baptism. A dedication is a Christian ceremony that dedicates the infant to God and welcomes the baby into the church. During the ceremony, the parents also dedicate themselves to raising the child as a Christian. Okay. So there you go, from the horse's mouth, so to speak, if Jesus was a horse. Well, it's a very rare occasion that uh, I ask you what's this and you don't know the answer, to be fair, Beefy. So that was the first time that really... I like sports, Rob. I like sports. I do not like God. I know, Whoa, but, but, but hey. still, there's, there's a variety Everyone of topics. Just calm I, down. I ask a question. Yeah, he, true. He doesn't like God. So, uh, <laughs> welcome everybody to He's the 365 Days of Christ radio yeah, yeah. show. He's got good reason to not like God. He's made a few errors along the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. God's probably bit me in the bum, That's so yeah. to speak. In fact, he did yeah. last week. Late, uh, unfortunately, Leighton Hewitt style. Yeah, I, that it, as well. Yeah, you know, well, he's God's got to answer for a lot. Bernie Tomic. Yeah, yeah. Hitler. What, happened, what happened last? <laughs> well, started to show off with a bang. Excuse you? No particular order. Just, just roll um, them off. I'm just going to say, you know, on your phone nowadays. Yeah. I look up things, Google, sports, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it updates me. Like I look up football teams and stuff. Mainly research for this show, weirdly mm. enough. Mm. And my phone has started sending me football scores. Okay. Google alerts, basically. Oh, without your permission? <sighs> Who knows with Gary Oogle? Who absolutely knows? <laughs> Guess what Google alert I had today? Um, God is not real. Yeah, uh, that's tomorrow's I'm go- update. Say, uh, you need to update your PayPal. No, I had Nick Kyrgios's live tennis scores. Oh, good. Oh, so Google yeah, is now telling me, Google thinks I am... Nick Kyrgios obsessed, and I really need to know how Nick's going against John Milman from the New York Open. You're part of the Kyrgios clan. Uh, Apparently I am now. (laughs) I'm uh, getting trolled by (laughs) Kyrgios. So uh, he was he was winning. I did look. He was winning. He went to um, to a tiebreak in the last set, Mm -hmm. I I believe. I really wasn't that interested because, as you know, Rob, I don't like tennis. Well, I played three sets last night. Did you? Six, seven, five, seven, five, and then it was six all. Wow. And then the, had to go. The lights, the lights went out. Yeah, so it's yeah. a, um, Three different games. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's but, this against, Rob? Who are you playing against? Um, it's all, it's mixed doubles. Yeah, or sometimes not mixed. Sometimes it's all boys. Sometimes it's mixed. Mixed. Sometimes it's just two women. Is this organised? Is yeah, it's this a so, or you social just comp? So you oh, got so, there's sixteen people get, and they've got about I don't know thirty on the list. And the first sixteen to say we're in for the night, they're the ones who get the. Spot. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, nice. I tell you what starts on Monday in Melbourne Town. Yeah, for all you Melbourne listeners. Yeah, is there is a curling league. That starts on Monday night. More breaking news here. Breaking on news. I, I, Stay on the edge of your seat yeah. for the curling. Everyone. I, I genuinely <laughs> wanted to start a curling team oh, on for, to Monday night, but unfortunately, it is. I have to say a big hello to my mother and my dad. Funnily enough, old uh, Beef Senior mm. and Mama Beef. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's their 50th wedding anniversary this weekend and my, and my mother's 75th birthday. Well, that's impressive. So it's a big weekend. Jeez, so big I do actually hitter. have to go to Queensland to... So uh, you'll miss the curling. This is the only reason mm. why the 365 days of sport team aren't in the curling okay. league. Do you have any word on what the curling community feels about people who don't like God? Um, not this week. Uh, no. Christ Maybe and curling. That. They might have a, a little paraphrase in the Well, contract. you never know. I'm not sure whether God can affect curling. Or anything. Or anything, indeed. Well, how, how does God slash Jesus triumph? What do you mean ghost? slash? Well, they're not like, the same person. Well, it's Father, I, Son. No, no. Father, Son. Oh, I don't know about that, Father, Rob. Son, and the Holy Spirit, the triumvirate. No, yeah. It was very clearly the, the Son of God. It says holy, many times. The Holy Trinity. I know, I, I know the, the whole light. story of Jesus from singing Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Uh, just because the music was fantastic, yeah. uh, but uh, it was a great way to learn uh, the whole story. Well, what I, I used to kill it in religious studies. The headmaster took it because of the music, and, and I knew all the answers from Jesus Christ. Superstar. Just jump up on the table, five, um, six, seven, eight. You know, um, Jason Donovan Garden of Gethsemane, uh, huh? Geth, Gethsemane, Rob. Yeah. Silent um, th. Uh, Jason Donovan was uh, Jesus Christ for a long, long time yeah. in the UK. No, no, no. No, no in no. the UK version. He was Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, wasn't he? Yep. Th- isn't that the same oh, thing? I, well, no, I, John, John oh, Farnham. Is that different? Yeah, there was an Australian Sorry. version. John Farnham definitely was, and John Stevens was uh, Judas, of course. Yeah. John Farnham can hit the notes. Yeah, and, uh, was that's Angry Anderson of, in that's that? That's way out of Donovan's range. Angry Anderson in that? Donovan's got great range. Recall. Too many broken hearts in the world. Yeah, okay. Uh, Donovan would have just... I'm now, with that impression Beefy's just done, I'm now convinced that Jason Donovan was, in fact... Jason Donovan would have come on for the Judas bit in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying sealed with a kiss, I reckon. That's right after or the whole... The whole that's a Jesus song. Yeah. Is it? It's this big monologue, pretty much. Oh. Hey, do, oh, whoa, 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 just hold on. This is the 365 Days of Sport radio right. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned Bernie what? and Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> <We've> just, <laughs> other, other deities. <laughs> and that you can get 100 off 17 balls. Yeah. yeah. And we all of a sudden we've ventured into Jason. Jason? Jason and the Argonauts. Mm. <laughs> what's he? Technicolor let's not, let's not overthink it. Let's just is roll it, with it. What's the what, film called? Joseph. Uh, Joseph and Technicolor. Joseph. Yeah. Jason Donovan Jason. and the Technicolor Dream. That's it. Jason, Jason Donovan. Yeah. And and then Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. went down the hill on his Yamaha. Yeah, well, did a skid, uh, lost his lid, and all that. Oh, I haven't heard that in yeah, twenty sick, years. Jeez, <laughs> wow. Yeah, you didn't miss much. No. <laughs> um, right. What's going on? Tennis, with, uh, tennis news. We did that. Curling news. We did that as well. Anna, you okay. had an anniversary. I've got yeah. an anniversary for you. Oh, this nice. happened seventeen years ago this week on the sixteenth oh, of February. What mate, happened? My mate, two thousand and two. Come on, Steve, what was it? Steve Bradbury. Yes. Um, ah. You know, 17 years ago. Oh, my uh, word. This is no joke. Steve Bradbury, uh, he used to be in my go-kart team. Wow. No joke. Well, I used to run a, a go-kart series. A league. Um, fundraising. It wasn't a league. It was just a, a series of events to raise money for the Marder Kids Hospital up in Brisbane. And I got Steve to be in my go-kart team. Did you stick ah, him in yeah. fourth place? Yeah, he came from behind. Just yeah. wait for everyone to crash out and just yeah. pounce. Yeah. People yeah. at the front throwing Learned banana strategy. peels below yeah. Mario, Super Kart. Mario yeah, a few <laughs> mushrooms out the back. But um, he the, used to... The chaser, lo- like, poke the bear. Yeah, He, yeah. he loved it because he really, because he's, he's got a need for speed, Yeah, yeah. Um, he wanted to be a motor racing driver after his yeah, right. Olympic career. What's funny about old Bradbury is he gets he gets this you know this uh, story that he was rubbish and came from nowhere and fell over and he but the thing is and in context of the thirty point three second clip you'll see every time they yeah. mention Stephen Bradbury in all fairness to him he did so stupidly well in the lead up to that oh, race yeah. uh, you know they did a whole 
add on that. I don't know. Bradbury's sitting it, there. He's talking about his whole life. I did this. I trained this. Uh, I yeah. got to this level. I did this. And all, of a, and, when the, and all of a sudden, I win, and it's a fluke. Uh, oh, no, I mean the actual qualifiers before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that, that's, that's what he told oh, me. Right. His whole he career. Was, yeah. He was up in the it's top. It's not easy to get in the final no. of an Olympic event. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was up. I mean, look, the the 2002 was, was the end, the tail of his career. Yeah. Like, for the previous few Olympics, he was already, he was up there. He was ranked in the top two or three in the world anyway. Yeah, he's no Rocky. I mean, the one basis for the whole thing is ding, 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 basically ding, everyone ding, in that ding. final all used the skates he used to make. So they all used his... his Bradbury skates. Bradbury skates, yeah. He's like Nike. So he was well represented. Well, he had he had their measure, didn't he? he had little, it's his skates. He had little oil packets on there. Pressed a button, <laughs> tripped them all over. Yeah, yeah, cunning. So um, I did try and get Steve on for the hundredth show, oh, by the yeah. way, and he uh, he's pretty slack with emails. He'll okay. um he'll get back to you in the hundred and fourth show. Yeah, he will get yeah. it. Ah, uh, he'll come a bit late. <laughs> oh. ah, nice. I tell you what, ripping, ripping bloke though. Got lots of kids now. Married uh, married his long time girlfriend. She was a policewoman, I think. Right, can't remember what she was called, but um, yeah, a lot of kids now in a tribe. Keeps Doing a lot out. of motivational speaking, obviously. Is he? Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Hey, you know who else? Another um, uh, anniversary. Oh, yeah. Five years ago today was the day that Brendan McCullum became the first New Zealander to make a triple century. The only? He's the first one, first and only, yeah. I was going to mm. say, yeah. I think yeah, he yeah, was yeah, because Martin Crow did the 299. 299, run out. I told you about. Yeah. No, he wasn't run out. I thought you said he was running. No, I told you this oh. last week. We just went to, it was off Arjuna oh, Runatunga. Yeah. yeah. And he went he was bowling his 110k trundlers, and he just went to do a little uh, guy down to uh, down to the third man to take the single and a little snick and call uh, keeper. All over, 299. What a disaster. Yeah, McCollum. McCullum. Is he, and uh, I think he got out two balls after making it. 302 he got. Because he had to come he, back the next day and make eight runs or something. Who's, who's, uh, yeah. Got uh, it in ridiculously quick time as well. Uh, I'd imagine he it's, was going all right. Yeah. yeah. It was at Eden Park, wasn't it? I think nah, was, Basin Reserve. Talking of cricket, did we see Kurtley Ambrose on Dancing with I the Stars? I didn't get to see him. What, Apparently what has he done? He's, well, he's six foot. Well, just the fact that he's on it is fantastic. Yeah, right. Apparently, because he's what, 6'10 or something? 6'9, yeah. 6'9, and his part, dance partner's about 5'2. <laughs> So apparently it looks it's a like bit weird. Shaq and his girlfriend. But I'd imagine, I'd assume, you know, going with the good old-fashioned stereotypes that we love, if you have some rhythm. You Should assume. do. Yeah. Apparently it was very mm. bad. No, really? No, apparently so, yes. Oh. So I hear. Just just the height factor kicked in. I think that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're dancing with some, like you say, five foot three Russian yeah. type, but uh, with Kurtley who's got long legs and long right. arms and a bit gangly. And to be honest... How old is he now? 48, probably. Okay. I'm having a guess at that, but yeah. I would imagine he's around that. Around so there. Possibly not in the best of shape, oh, even though. At the same time, Karim Abdul-Jabbar, seven foot two. He yeah. was a martial artist as well, and he was quite... What do you mean as well? As well as being a basketballer. A martial artist? Yeah. What's yeah. that got to do with Curly Ambrose? Well, I'm just saying... He's talking about tall men uh, oh, doing, doing other things, things that gangling require... Can't, yeah, right. so he right. took on Bruce Lee in which film? Space Jam. Oh, very good. You get 50 points. That is not correct, Beefy. <laughs> <laughs> but as, I, I gave you 50 points for your... Kareem just... Abdul-Jabbar. He was the pilot in Flying High. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, right. Uh, he took on Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon. That's right, yeah. And yes. he, he Kareem was... Abdul-Jabbar was in Enter the Dragon. Yeah, oh, yeah, get, it, get it up when we put a song on wow. on the internet. Mm. Yeah, he, he's a, quite a good... Good martial artist, quite uh, coordinated. And do you call them a martial artist? Is that what you call them? I think you probably well, do. As a martial artist myself, mm. I did a couple of months of Taekwondo uh, 30-something years ago. Um, I would say yes. That, that You can't call yourself a martial artist for doing Taekwondo for two months <laughs> when you are eight. I can, and yeah. I will. And I, and I can I call myself the North Island champion. 
because <laughs> I actually was the North Island champion. We're not really? denying that. Yeah, I, I did karate for a, about six weeks when I was six, and then I got you paired sir, up. Are a martial and, artist? And no, I'm definitely not. No, you are. I tried to strike it from the record because it was a disaster. I got teamed up with you know when Kramer, Kramer you know when <laughs> you know when Kramer's on Seinfeld yeah. and he's talking about how he's just <laughs> nailing it at a karate kids. class, and then he's saying <laughs> smashing all these kids. You were one of the kids, and, got and it, it pretty much was. I got teamed up with this like 13 year old Samoan who was just <laughs> regulating me on a weekly basis. Re- regulating you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was getting, nice I was getting regulated. That's a good very yeah, good yeah. word in that position for that. Yeah. that so, uh, uh, good image. Uh, yeah, yeah so just you, going, the, the teachers are going, come on, use your skills you learned. You just go, what skills? <laughs> He's twice my height. He's I just learnt, got to flick me. And I'll f- I've just learned to bow as I entered the dojo. That's the only yeah. skill I've learned in six weeks. And yeah. Akibono was just murdering you yeah, week yeah, in, week just out. Yeah, bowed into his knee going in my head. Is sumo officially a martial art? I'm just, well, as a I'm martial just, artist, I would say yes. I'm just curious. I don't know if it is or not. I would have thought you would be the man to ask. Yeah. I am well, the man to ask. I certainly wouldn't ask Gav. Well, is sumo martial art? That's interesting. Let's Google it. I did Let's all the martial Google arts. Google it. Isn't that just such a shame? That's, that, what, that's that the death of the to? pubs, people. Death of the pubs. Let's Google it. Now, the basis of society, modern oh. society, in Anglo world, oh. is get down the pub and chat about stuff. Yeah. Oh. You can debate it for hours on end because nobody actually knows. Yeah. Nowadays... Oh, we'll just look it up. Pointless. No fun. No, no it's fun. All point. It's not. It's no. It's not fun. Exactly. It's not fun. No, You're right. it's not right. I'm just just trying to get debate happening here, like the pubs. Not fun, and it's destroyed the pubs, and that's why they're closing seven a week in the UK. Really? That's Apparently a disaster. So. I know. We you need should, to do a trip. But you should be. Uh, should, people should be impressed by your knowledge and your life. But it's good to be educated. Uh, of course, it's it good is. To know things. Yeah, and uh, because now people, about there's no people lively just, debate people, anymore. People just want to be offended. Yeah, they do. Bloody be a victim. Oh, everything's so hard. Bloody oh, lefties. Well, yeah, lefties. I don't, talk, I don't, about, talk about that later, Gav. I tell you, I don't <laughs> get offended. I get revenge with my martial art right across the <laughs> the, the throat oh, with a karate judo chop. Yeah. What what did you do for six weeks in 2000? Uh, was not, it karate? No, was it jiu-jitsu? No, was it taekwondo? Let's, let's what was not it? Get into, it let's was not nothing, get in. really. Let's, let's be honest. Origami? I watched Bruce Lee films for about three weeks straight oh, over right. the Christmas holidays from school once. I watched The Karate Kid every day for two months. Oh, oh right. Yeah, okay. I can see that, yeah. Did you just learn how to clean cars? <laughs> um, You've uh, seen that movie. Uh, Film reference, Rob. Film reference. Now, I did Taekwondo. It was was probably uh, a couple of years. Did Taekwondo. Got up to the mighty yellow belt. For those oh, playing at home, the chicken. they don't know it's second, the second level. How was that on the colouring? I thought it goes white. Well, got, was, is it white, yellow, probably, green, brown, black? Oh, I think it's white, it yellow, blue, brown, green, brown. Blue, brown's the second. Red. Red. Yeah, no, brown's brown. Below black. Oh, sorry, you know, you're right. Yep, brown before black. There's an orange in there somewhere. Yeah, here's the orange was here's the Taekwondo yet. master running us through. <laughs> Well, yeah. Anyway, it goes um, from white to black but and we, we, other we, colours in between. We're a bit poor. We didn't want to fork out the money, so we just got my white belt, and my mum went and got all this dye from the shops and dyed it, and it was a pastel yellow. It wasn't oh, even a proper nice. yellow. Mm, so people still cool. thought it was a white belt because <laughs> it was so <laughs> pissy. Well, that would suit uh, your complexion better anyway. Yeah, it's my yeah. ginger ginger complexion. But um, God was there. Good. Was he? Yeah. In spirit? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Happy, Get in there! Happy, Beefy's on fire! Happy Father's Day to all those fathers that are listening. God. <laughs> He's the father to all of us, Rob. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, that, that, that whole segment went to pieces. Yeah. What do you got for us? Anything? Oh, I'm going to say this. This is the headline. Cheeseburger pushed through women's letterbox in Mansfield 
That's Mansfield in the UK, not in in um, Queensland. Victoria. That's the mm-hmm. entire. That's the headline. That's the headline. Cheeseburger pushed through woman woman's letterbox in Mansfield. An unknown visitor left a strange calling card when they posted a bacon burger through a Mansfield woman's letterbox. Jamie Lee Guinane, that's exotic for Mansfield, I'm telling you, claims she woke up to find the burger wedged in her letterbox and a carton of chips outside on her bin last Sunday. <laughs> Coincidentally, she says it was exactly the same type of burger she had ordered earlier in the evening, but she had fallen asleep and was unable to take the delivery. She said, I ordered a burger meal online and I said I would pay cash. I was on my own and had a drink. It was a bottle of wine. I fell asleep. When I woke up, I discovered there was a cheeseburger hanging through my letterbox. They must have thought it was okay to post the cheeseburger. It was my fault entirely that I fell asleep and would have apologised and paid for the burger. We rang the takeaway. She said she had ordered from, and a man who refused to give his name said, It could have been anyone who put that through a letterbox. <laughs> That's true. Could have, could have been, been anyone. Anyone could have just walked past and put a cheeseburger in. So, yeah, bacon in as well, true. Rob. I have to say that I, I I took in none of that story because I was a little bit captivated by the accent. It yeah, was, really? Rob, it was good this I week. I told you the British ones is fine. Does, oh, they you don't, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Quite good on Mansfield accent. Look, Max, uh, accent. question that I is there a question? immediately yeah. comes to mind. Yeah. How did that make the news? Who who reported this? That's, it was headline news as well. In Mansfield, yeah, that who, would have been... The thing is, who reported this? But, but in what way did the story travel with such momentum that there's this whole barrage of people going, did you hear about this cheeseburger? Cheeseburger that was in the letterbox. My God. That's an outrage. Now, this is the story. <laughs> Gosh, let's find... Let's get to the bottom of this one. This is unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented cheeseburger activity. Yeah. Mm. And it wasn't even um, the Golden Arches either. This was like a burger shop. Yeah, there was no note with it or anything. No. And they left uh, the chips on the bin. Gosh. So she still mm. hasn't actually paid for it? No. She got it for I, free. She got it for free. It's quite a remarkable so story. What, the point of the story is that it's almost a good Samaritan story, isn't it, more than anything? Yeah. You know, they made a real effort. Every effort, I think. The, the best thing about it, it was wedged in there, so it didn't even hit the floor. Mm. So she could have easily, easily had it for breakfast yeah. or woken up from her drunken stupor after drinking mm. a bottle of wine and said, oh, still in yeah, there. That, so that, he, he actually or, did really well to just suspend it in the slot. Sure. And then certainly um, um, it could make for uh, the next day if you need a a lift of some protein. Because I'm just letting you know as well, Australians don't understand what a letterbox is, by the way, because uh, you have have letterboxes at the end of the garden. A letterbox Mm. is actually a slot in your front door. So he's actually gone up to the front door and wedged it in there so she could actually see it. My word. So, do you have letterboxes in us in New Zealand? Like yes, in we the, do. In have, the front not door, not in the door, no. no or some might, but certainly the not. The scent us. of the food would have wafted in Could the house. Have. Fair comment from Gav. Mm. Yeah. It is fair comment. Is that, you say as if you're concerned about that happening? I'm just or? trying to put myself in the situation. How's it, how's it going? Are you, you, are you there? Well, I'm feeling a little drunk. Probably yeah. one glass of wine in at the moment, I think, yeah, in her okay. position. Right. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. A bit like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, just, you know, right. flavour of the wallpaper. Appreciate that. You've been licking the wall again. Appreciate that. Hmm. Are you on acid right now? Doc Ellis. Is that, is that part of your method acting? No, no. I've yeah. just gone to a new plane, new consciousness with my martial arts. Oh. Uh, <laughs> transcendental, mm. you know. Meditation? Eastern, Eastern, yeah, meditate. That's it. Meditation. Yeah, transcendental yeah. meditation. Nice. Yeah, mediation. Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Seven foot two. Hi. Steve Smith here from the Australian cricket team. And this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, thanks, Steve. Nothing mm. better to do with your time than uh, promote <laughs> the show. Thanks, Where's Steve. Toddy? I was having 
Toddy was going to oh, do. She'll be on later. Be on later. Oh, I love yeah, Toddy. We, yeah. we met her over the airwaves. Oh, she was brilliant. Great. She actually she sent me an email. Then this is no joke. She sent me an email saying, "Please send me a script. I want to record some more stings for you." Mm. How good oh. is that? Well, I what thought champ. her and Rob hit it off. She loves bass players, <sighs> like Curtly Ambrose. Is, is he a bass player? <laughs> he is a bass player. Well, I was actually going to make a joke. Oh, at least he can probably play bass. Oh, you okay. can actually play bass. Can yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Wow. They used to have a band, you know, like Six and Eight. South Park. Okay. No, there's a South Park episode where they with Curly Ambrose. No, with wow. uh, the the, the, the African American character his name's Token Chef. Oh, Token. Okay, African. <laughs> African American or Native American? African American. Okay, yeah. And his his name's Token. Wow. And so <laughs> they keep telling him that he can play bass. Oh, you know, he's for some reason he's got the and, rhythm, and he's going, "I can't play bass. I've never played bass in my life." And they hand him a bass guitar. He just just stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Got you. Talking about African Americans, Mike Tyson offered oh. a zookeeper nine thousand pounds. That's mm. about twenty thousand dollars back then to fight a silverback gorilla in a cage. Really? Yeah, boxing legend and renowned... I assume he didn't accept it. Well... We'll find out. Yeah, boxing legend and renowned animal lover wanted to smash that silverback snot box. Smash that silverback snot box. Oh, that's Chris Eubank. That's not... Um, You won't even know who Chris Eubank is. Julian Clary. Yeah, a bit like that. Smash that silverback snot box. During a private walk around a zoo with his ex-wife in the late 80s, Tyson reportedly offered a zookeeper £9,000 to fight a huge silverback gorilla. The boxing legend became the youngest heavyweight champion, aged 20, back in 1986, and the baddest man on the planet clearly fancied his chances of going toe-to-toe with anyone or anything. Uh, Tyson, 52, revealed this stunning offer came after he bribed a worker to open the zoo back in the late 80s so he and then wife Robin Givens, the evil Robin Givens, could enjoy a private and romantic stroll amongst the animals. But he suddenly got an idea as they approached uh, the ape enclosure. They spotted a dominant alpha male bullying the rest of the submissive group. He quickly attempted to offer the cash to a zookeeper to open the cage so he can go there and punch the gorilla. Tyson explained... I paid a worker at New York Zoo to reopen it just for me and Robin. When we got to the gorilla cage, there was one big silverback gorilla there just bullying all the other gorillas. They were so powerful, but their eyes were like an innocent infant. I offered the attendants $10,000 to open the cage and let me smash that silverback snapbox. He declined. Despite this epic tale, the American has always been an animal lover. Tyson famously likes his pigeons and is well known for keeping a number of exotic tigers as pets. Do you know what he's doing now, Mike Tyson? Uh, He was on uh, a podcast the other day. He's kind of pretty chilled out. Well, he's incredibly chilled out. This yeah. is the problem. Well, is, is it, it a problem? Is he I don't know. No. Oh. He is an official supplier of weed to the Californian government. Ah, yeah. He has yeah. a weed what? farm. Um, it's all happening. Yes, so uh, Iron Mike continues to revel in the marijuana industry and was mm. photographed smoking a foot-long joint last week. Foot-long. Hence why he's quite chilled out, Rob. Mm. They're going to start sounding like Subway. Yeah. <laughs> um, the former heavyweight world champion is the proud owner of a huge 40-acre ranch in California after breaking into the business last year. Uh, Tyson is also going to hold a weed-themed music festival. Mm. Uh, actually, it's this weekend, Rob. Yeah. It's called Grastonbury. Oh. Hey. But apparently you can't buy cannabis on site. Uh, Long been advocate of the Class B drug, and he took delight in passing the gigantic spliff Mm. uh, at a recent event. He's gone from Iron Mike to High and Mike. Ah, yeah, I love it. He claimed (laughs) in 2000 that he was stoned when he fought against Andrew Galata, the punching pole. Andrew Ah. Galata. Did he win? Yeah, he knocked Um, him out in no time. Yeah, I think Galata was (laughs) dodgy as hell. He's got 20 acres 
dedicated to growing weed at the moment. And he's also got his own school to teach farmers how to grow and develop their strains. It's called the Tyson Cultivation School. What are they going to call it something like the recurrent's own little industry, like viticulture? Quite probably. Yeah, because it's, it's going crazy. Yeah, people just growing their friends. In fact, I made a mine over there. He was like an investment banker. Oh, and he threw it all away and moved to Colorado and started growing like a madman. Oh, he's and probably making millions. Yeah, his, his, his Instagram mm. photo is just a big. Uh, what do you call it? A hemp, hemp, hemp. Yeah, yeah big hemp picture. Just a weed, yeah. weed leaf. Yeah, yep. I, got, I got a friend in California who's um, make ends meet. He's a delivery mm. person for yeah. marijuana. Yeah, right. Mm. Got another friend uh, in uh, Los Angeles. He's got heaps of heroin. Oh. Cool. Yeah, mm. just that's just a statement. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it. also not true. But thought just keep the ball rolling, <laughs> see how far we can go. Let's go to Jesus. Yeah, back to Jesus. Gav, what do you yeah. got for us? Oh my God! As you both know, uh, as every listener to this show, all one hundred thousand million uh, of our fans know that I'm the biggest basketball fan in the world. I got massive basketball news this week. Start off with the NBL. Cam Bruce was signed a couple of weeks ago to the Adelaide Thirty Sixes. Um, he was pretty wrapped, but he still had business to take care of. He uh, took to Twitter and he said, "Sweet, now this is his tweet. Now I just need the Adelaide Thirty Sixes to unblock me." On Twitter, so I can get around them. Ah. So he'd been signed by them, but he was also blocked up by them said, on ah. social media. Said something naughty in the past. Why yeah. are they called the 36ers? What yeah. happened in 1936? What's up, Gav? Um, the, the Depression? No, the Depression was in the in Early 1929 30s. to... Yeah, 1930 is when yeah, that Yeah, I know happened. that. But yeah. I, that's not what I asked. No, no, just, just clarify. Why are they called the 36ers? Come on, Gav, tell us. Why are they called the 36ers? Something um, in 1936? 1836. Could be. Maybe that's when they brought in Onka Paringa and the German town Handorf came in then too. Yeah, it and could the be. early yeah. settlement... Of Adelaide. Yeah, that's exactly why they're called the 36ers. And they had the Hungarian uh, quilts and all that with all the wool. Yeah, uh, that's exactly why they're called the 36ers. The 36ers nickname comes from the fact that the colony of South Australia was officially proclaimed on the 28th of December, 1836. Very good, 1836, Rob. 1836, bit Very of early good. colonisation. Yeah. Um, but I want, to, I want to expand a little bit. Still, uh, Pop quiz, what was their name before the 36ers? Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to say... Rams. The Crows, the Rams... No nope. beefs. Adelaide City Eagles. Oh. Eagles. That's good. Go the Eagles. Um, We're the Eagles. Further news. Adelaide Eagles. No. And this is, this is a little bit serious. Uh, yeah. I want to. I want to throw Andrew Bogut. Under the bus. He's acted like a Be bit a of a... bloody pretty big, big bus. He's pretty pretty big. big bus, yeah. Well, we're going to have to find... We're going to have to do a crowdfunding and find the biggest bus out there and throw him under, or throw a, a bus on him. It'd be a bendy bus. Absolutely. Seven, seven foot tall. I want to add him to the twat twins. I want to call... Oh, him, really? I want to call him the nitwit triplets. Ooh. He's he's just... He's come he's come a cropper. So he's got this history of controversy, Mr. Mr. Bogut, um, under the guise... Is, is he from Dandenong? I think, yeah, he's, he's a Melbourne boy. No, I said Dandenong. Where does Dandenong... Where where is that? South east of Melbourne. Right. Well, it's still you know in the Melbourne public transport Area. system is 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 Dandenong. Um, Carry on. So he's under this guise of he's always been a bit controversial under the guise of just not giving a toss, you know, and, and it's kind of works for him a bit, uh, you know, this kind of uh, kind of approach. And I've generally loved his version of banter, but um, especially coming back to Oz and representing uh, the NBL and being the face of the NBL for this season. But sometimes he goes a bit far. Um, he's back and forth with Liz Cambridge recently uh, in the last. 
last couple of years was was one to note. It's not not so much about who was right. It's more that he just went a little bit too hard. I felt, and a lot of other people felt. But that's fine. But this week, uh, I don't want to re- reignite that debate. That's that's dead. But this week, the showcase event for the NBL. They're on the cusp of the finals, and um, they had their awards ceremony held at Crown Casino just mm. the other night here in Melbourne. And um, Bogart, uh, Bogart, Bogart, Bogart won the Defensive Player of Humphrey. the Award. Humphrey Bogart. He won the Defensive Player of the Year Award, which was an early award, and the ultimate award at the end of the night was like the Brownlow equivalent, the the MVP. Is so it he won- called the Loggins? No, very oh. good though. You, you connected to Brisbane. It's very good. It's very lovely to see. Yeah. He won the Defensive Player of the Year Award, and he didn't go up. Yeah, he I sent, saw this. He yeah. sent um, a teammate, yeah. a, a rookie, Dane Pino, Pino who um, his father is is an NBL legend. Does as he well, make wine? Um, yeah, that's right. No. Yeah, that's that's definitely mm. true. Silent, no. silent tea. He sent he sent Dane up to do his speech, and um, and it was it was kind of funny. And I don't know who wrote the speech, and Dane delivered it very well. And as the rookie, you just got to do it. You kind of told the thing is that Andrew Bogut was still sitting at his table, mm. and the cameras kept cutting back to him, and he was laughing. And there's this there's this kind of a, this image of Andrew Bogut that he's a bit arrogant, mm. and and that just really ratified that opinion. That opinion. But you now the thing is, um, that would be fine if um, he was going to get up later and and give a speech. And he did win the MVP award, and he did get up later, and he kind of you know gave a speech and whatever. Mm. But the thing about that is, it just looked really arrogant. I have it on good authority from people that were in the room at the time that it wasn't received like that, and certainly on TV it wasn't received like it was a joke. Every now and again during Dane's speech from Andrew, you kind of would laugh because it was some funny things, and oh maybe this is a big joke and a prank. Cool, cut back to Andrew sitting there laughing, and, and overall it's taken as probably. How are you saying that in the ceremony live, people were finding it amusing or they're finding it weird? No, they just didn't know what was going on, and oh. and already with the fact that the image is that he's a bit arrogant, it kind of ratified yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, got it. So, not just the, the fact he looks arrogant or whatever, it's more the fact that sponsors who have got money attached to this, the league is, is on the cusp of just exploding, it's already doing so well, the showcase piece of, of the calendar, the face of the league, didn't get up, and he, yeah. he just was laughing in the face of all these yeah. sponsors in front of Larry Kesselman, the CEO of the league, and so all these sponsors, this is, this is my point, is these sponsors that have um, got money invested with certain things to do with Andrew Bogut and this award and, and the like. Missed they out. didn't get their money's worth. They didn't get their money's worth. All because mm. Andrew, and at the end of the day, yeah. just couldn't be asked getting up. So basically, he's just a bit rude, arrogant, and a bit annoying, and uh, he didn't think that one through didn't properly. Through, yeah. And the reaction mm. has been mostly sour. Yeah. But and he wouldn't have known that he was no. going to get the MVP. So it's he's not going to make people yes, not watch, not watch basketball, though. Of course he knew. They mm. all know. It's not going to make people not watch basketball, though. No, no, but I think it's, it's, it's just a sour, it. a sour taste in the, in the mouth. You of never watch it going anyway. really well. You're, unless, you're going to unless inclined to watch it now. That's yeah. my point exactly. Beefy was just about to get a membership. Just mm. about to. For every team in the, the league. For the Tigers. Anyway, well, Humphrey, <laughs> Bo- Humphrey Bogus. Humphrey Bogus. Andrew Bogus. Hey, I'll tell you one enough. thing. That's one of those names. You know how a lot of old school names are making a comeback with kids? Humphrey. Humphrey, I don't think he's going to come back. No. Same with Adolf. I don't think Adolf will make it as well. That's fair. Roger. Is Roger going to make a comeback? Uh, Did it leave? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It left. Yeah, Donovan? Right. I don't think Donovan's going to... Donovan? Donovan. What's going on there? No one's called Donovan. <laughs> exactly. Don. See, is Don going to come back? Donald. That's, oh, no. I played tennis with a guy called Donald last I don't night. think it's coming back Donald now, is it? Nah. After Mr. Trump. 
It's not coming oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair no. enough. Ponder that. There could be a few yeah, names things not coming back. Yeah. Certainly. K- Kieran, is that coming back? Kieran? Oh, never never came in. Although it's pretty popular in Australia, weirdly enough. I don't know why. Nobody can spell the bloody thing. That's the problem with it. That's why I'm called Beefy. All right. You done with Bogut, you, Gavin? What's happening, Gavin? You're annoying everyone here. Oh, well, basketball, um, like proper basketball talk. What's going on? Andrew, this is the light side of the news. I know, but I just have to give Andrew Bogus a bit of a uh, throw on, hurry up. You never have much of an angle on it. You just sort yeah, of said so that this happened and yeah, didn't yeah. like it very much. We want much. the angle. Yeah, where's where's Gav's angle? Come on, he's enough. supposed to be a, some Stop sort of it. social commentator with something, you know. <laughs> we give you this platform, Gav. Yeah. There's millions of people. All right, it was it was racist, it was homophobic, <laughs> it was sexist. Now it's suggesting an heightist. Oh, right. You're one of those. You should have written this article about Martina Navratilova here. Yeah, we'll hear about that what's, later. What's Andrew Bogart done to her now? Oh, you, you, don't you want to know? Gosh. So mm. the nitwit triplets mm. are out. That's it. Are you you playing stuff again or what's happening? No, no. Oh, that's I just it. have a little beef. Oh, an anecdote without a punchline. No, oh, bloody uh, great. Well done. Well, I do I do have some uh, some oh, na- national anthems from oh. the NBA basketball. Do I have to play the worst, song in the, sting, worst song in the world sting first? Is this a worst song in the world worthwhile... Mm. Entry? Well, it's a half category. It's the ones that Rob doesn't like. The national anthems. Just play the national. Okay, let's do it. Let's do national anthems. We'll see national we love anthems. national anthems. Bad national anthems here. What we got? Who's this? Well, we, this is from the NBA. So this is Mike Phillips. This was in a game last Mike week between the, the Lakers. Ex- Wales scrum half. Probably. Nice. Yeah. Doing the American national anthem. Uh, the African-American version. Uh, oh, playing okay. Lakers and Sixers game uh, last week. Mike, he's played with Michael Jackson, with Stevie Wonder, uh, Bootsy you Collins. Arrest- you can get arrested for that nowadays <laughs> if you've played with Michael Jackson. It's too too soon. He's dead. Um, so this one goes for you, Rob. I want to hear what you think of this national anthem. Listen to the second last note of this uh, of the national anthem. American. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny G. This is the second last note. What? We need, needed a bit of a run-up. We needed a run-up, Kev. What's going on here? We can't just play one note. It's like, I'll name this tune in one. Circular breathing at this stage. Oh, oh, oh! Free jazz, Ooh. bit of free jazz. Well, I'm not sure you can expect much from a clarinet, much of an anthem from that. It doesn't really have the right tone. It's sort of, it's normally something that comes in and it has a tone of sort of cheekiness. Yeah. You know, like how it's used in the Love Actually soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Midnight in Paris. It's got sort of a romantic, cheeky type of yeah. vibe to it. So um, not a national anthem type of instrument, frankly. No, not really. But how do you no. think that anthem goes, considering that that um, for 22 well, look, seconds? Well, I mean, at, at least I mean, it's in tune. There's no one making a mess of the words. No, yep, uh, he true. held that note for a particularly long time, but it's certainly not. It didn't. Wasn't offensive. Didn't get you angry. Well, it didn't get me angry. No, and there was a bit of a free free jazz effort at yeah, the end there. All right. Well, what about uh, this one? It's, 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 it's uh, on the whole a poor decision to use that instrument uh, uh, a cappella. 
doing the anthem. Yeah, right. Fair what up. about this one? This was a couple of days ago at the NBA All-Star Game. Oh, it's, another one. Uh, oh, Fergie. Not Fergie. No. Um, she's still in jail because of last year's presentation. But this one, uh, this is Anthony Hamilton um, doing a little bit of a country... Country angle. Country, yeah. Marvin Gaye. Horrendous. Yeah. Oh, finish no. it. <laughs> you Rob, get, you Rob's angry? Or, Rob's always already angry. He's breaking things. You idiot. Absolute moron. Me? You too. <laughs> Greatest band in the world, you two. Oh no! Absolute twat. The temperature in the studio has just gone up. You know, like you know, like when a in a cartoon when an anvil falls out the sky and just lands on them. Yeah, that would, that's perfect time for that. And shut up! There's an acoustic guitarist. Plucking out, plucking out the the plucking out the chords, and there's a bass. I hope he gets booed. An acoustic bassist with a looks like a, a stop cheering. A, a ukulele sized acoustic bass. Oh, sh- you're an absolute idiot. Honestly. I mean, I, I, honestly, all that's going through my mind right now is several F-bombs. Like, <laughs> I, I, and I, I can't say it. It's driving me nuts. Anthony Hamilton there. Oh, because oh, of God. Andrew Bogut. This is the effect he has on people. You know, I could have suffered that if the people booed at the end. But they all cheered. They're American. I, w- I want to like stop him, and I'm going to have to do a seminar and explain why that was horrendous to the entire crowd. I think it was it was lovely tune as far as music goes, but as far as the integrity of the national anthem, it's just a bit cringeworthy, I feel. A bit. <laughs> yeah, a bit. <laughs> a bit. Great assessment from Gav. Brilliant. A bit. Yeah, very measured approach. I'll tell you what, Considering the angles. Yeah, the angles. They're all over it, the angles. Um, I'll tell you what, we better play... We better call Rob Dane, although we're going to get him fired up after this quick break. Yeah. We are really going to get him fired up. We will come back very shortly with something probably more offensive to Rob, and he's going to go nuts. So he played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of all. Because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! Alright, well the fun continues. It- does. Now, you've just been in New Zealand, Rob. I have. But before we go into that, I just want to say, okay, right. I, I was that angry with that anthem that Gavin played before that I couldn't actually articulate what my <coughs> problem is with it. I was just yelling abuse. So, listen, everyone. Yeah. The national anthem is not a time for an artist to do their take on it, to, to express themselves. It's not about you. The national anthem is about inclusivity. Inclusivity. It is not about just trying to showcase and bebop and scat and do all that crap. <laughs> all right? Ah, uh, Kelly style. It's like it's when someone... Well. I can't stand it when someone hears something which is already brilliant 
and it's like, oh, we can do another take on this. And then it sucks. It's like the, the last song on the Revolver album by the Beatles, Tomorrow Never Knows, which John Lennon wrote. It's got a huge innovation at the time. Loops and samples. They, they had all the sound effects, reverse instruments being played in reverse. They had, uh, they, it was only one chord, the whole song. It had a dance type rhythm like a, it was 30 years ahead of its time as piece of genius mm. and then 10 years later you get phil collins saying he's listening to it going oh i could just you know i was listening to this and there's just something else in there that i i thought i was going to bring out you know and uh and so i did my own version of tomorrow never knows and it sucked so anyone out there who thinks they're going to do a take on something that's classically brilliant like a national anthem you are phil collins <laughs> do you understand get it together yeah, remember that, Kev. You are right. Phil Collins. We'll take a look at. So, what was that guy's name? Aaron Hamilton. Aaron. Aaron. What's Aaron Smith? Javi Javijin. Yeah, Hamilton. Somebody Hamilton. You suck. Don't yeah. ever do that ever again. You're banned from anthems, <laughs> or you will never be invited on the 365 yeah, Days of Sport. Right. And you you won't even get free Mercedes clothes. Yeah, thanks to Mercedes, by the way. Best sportswear we've, in Australia. We've had it up to here. With I'm, not, I'm not offended by anything political here. I'm offended by extremely poor taste. <laughs> All right, not okay. Now we're going to offend you even more because uh, you, oh, were, you were you were on Air New Zealand. This is going to be the angriest show in history. I know like, it is for you, but this might cheer you up because this is uh, Frontier Airlines. Uh, this is this is the guy. This is probably how your safety announcement should have been done. Red and white signs over your head and dance lights on the floor will lead to all your exits. Take a look and find your nearest exit, keeping in mind it may be behind you. If you do decide to leave, you will not be allowed access back on board and parachutes are not included. Here at Frontier Airlines, we like to keep up with all the latest fashion trends. In the event that this flight becomes a cruise, all of you lucky people get your own itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow felga dot bikinis beneath your seat. Minus the itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, and you get no polka dots. Remove that lovely suit only when instructed by a crew member. Pull the red strap to open the container and remove the pouch. Pull the tab to one side to release balloons, confetti, and remove that oh-so-chic swimwear. (laughs) Place it over your head, wrap that strap around your waist, and insert the end into the buckle. Pull to tighten. Once you're outside the aircraft, pull down sharply on the red tab that's on the front, or for those of you who love to make life difficult, you can blow into that red tube near your shoulder to blow. I mean inflate. The beautiful bikini is equipped with a water-activated light. How in the world that works, I have no idea. So if you figure it out, please do let me know. And if by chance yours does not inflate, well, grab your neighbor and hold on for dear life. (laughs) The location and use of life vests for your child that shows the most potential is located in that safety information card. If needed due to a loss of cabin pressure, four oxygen masks will drop from the compartment over your head. Ignore those and grab your nearest flight attendant to get some air. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm so lonely. So, uh, yeah, if it did like that, you'd actually pay attention, wouldn't you, I think? Well, yeah, but you see how funny you think it is once the plane starts crashing. Uh, Anyway. I thought the best line of that is, if this flight becomes a cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I've been on Frontier, and they do that. And it's scripted, and they just—it's their attitude. That's the the uh, the airline with sass. Because they, is it the airline with sass? Well, pretty much. It's because it's actually a pretty rubbish airline. Yeah, it is. They charge they you charge you for absolutely. more than the fare to take a bag on. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, so what, what was yours like? You went over to New Zealand this so past weekend. Give us some background, Rob. 
Okay, so I, I went to New Zealand for the wind weekend. Wind up, everyone here. And uh, New Zealand has Air New Zealand's been quite innovative with the way in which they've been presenting their uh, airline safety videos or just general promotion of the mm. brand, yeah, mm. as it is. And they've sort of just been seeing how far they can push things, how they, you know, far where they can uh, test the waters. <laughs> the yep. look on your face at the moment. They have done something where. They have just pushed it well over the edge. Right. And there's no turning back because they've gone over the cliff and I've realized that uh, they've just gone a meter too far and they're plummeting towards the ocean and it's a rocky, disastrous, bloody underneath that they are approaching. Right. Um, Because this is the current New Zealand safety ad. They've turned it into a full four-minute sort of theatrical roaming production covering every single sector of what might be considered marginalized people there's no one that i don't know what what do you call it someone that's not of any i'm trying not to say normal (laughs) (laughs) minorities rob minorities (laughs) it's minorities so that disenfranchised people that don't feel marginalized the non-marginalized and probably not even represented in any way, shape, or form. But it's not that that matters. No. Look, the point is simply this: they've done a full theatrical production for a safety video, and it just keeps going. It's at the point where famous people are starting to put on Twitter how terrible this thing is, oh. but they're sticking with it. So, what, just bear in mind while this goes on, the airline uh, stewards, hostess, whatever hosts, they are still doing the hand actions for oh, the yeah. exits are and everything. Yeah, this made me very angry. It's got a video. It goes good, for four minutes. Good. It's uh, you just make listen to it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Aye, 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 aye! Stop that! Yeah, stop. Okay. Thank you, Jess. It's the kid off hunt for the world. What you guys can do with this one, eh? Safety is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock you so safe. Kiwi safety is the title. It's Kiwi to rock around and rock around and safe and fly. It's Kiwi. It's Kiwi, 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 Kiwi. It's Kiwi to rock around and rock around and safe and fly. It's Kiwi. It's Kiwi, 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 Kiwi. Kiwi. Got you flying across the border. You can have a tea or a water. Doesn't matter what you want to be tell you. These signs you'll be clocking and these placards you'll be watching. Listen, follow these signs, follow these signs. Listen to the crew, you will be fine. Any loose items be stored overhead or under the seat, not under your bed. And if you see the fashion seatbelt sign, return to your seat, buckle up. Cause seatbelts with low and tight across your hips. Keep it on to watch your trip. If you need to get dubbed, just simply lift the lever. Like this, like this. If you need some oxygen, mask will fall from above. Pull down on the mask. Simple but important task. Place over your nose and mouth, pull on both sides of the elastic. Don't worry if the bag doesn't inflate, it flows like magic. And make sure your mask is fitting legit before you go helping the kids. It's Kiwi to rock around and rock around and safe and fly. It's Kiwi. It's Kiwi, 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 Kiwi. If an emergency were to happen during takeoff or during landing, just follow these instructions in this song that we're jamming. Put down that cheese melt and make Seatbelt click, put your forehead against the seat up in front, just like this. Feet firmly on the floor. If we end up in a pickle, just hold your lower legs. Oh my gosh, this is simple. Business premiere. I see you, folks. 
folks are working. Sit up right, hands on thighs, feet to floor. It's just like twerking. Sitting down. Rip back the tag, it makes a sound. Place it over your head, don't forget to click the straps. Make sure that it's tight, like my awesome safety wraps. Only pull the red tab once you're safely out the plane. Needing more inflation? Blow into the mouthpiece, eh? No need to worry, outlife jackets come in all sizes. If you have an infant, the cabin crew will provide this. It's Kiwi to rock to rhyme to rock to rhyme and safe and fly. It's Kiwi. It's Kiwi. 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 Now the sign is significant. Smoking is prohibited. Yeah. Even in the bathroom, our sense is detecting it. No vape clouds in the real clouds. That includes e-cigarettes. Emergencies are unlikely, but if one did arise, just be calm, keep it cool, do your thing, and please be kind. If we must depart, but the cabin has become dark. Follow the escape lighting, it will guide you like my boss. Take note and count all the roads to your nearest exit. It could be behind you. Wait, pay attention. Yo, crew, show them where the exit's at. If you do need to evacuate, please leave behind. Just finish already. Jesus Christ. Shut up, Kevin. It's still going. I know. If you need more facts about safety acts and what to do, there's a safety card in your seat, or you can't always ask your crew. It's Kiwi the rock and rhyme, the rock and rhyme, it's safe and fly. It's Kiwi. Um, I've got some news for you. I've just looked this up on here. That's number one in the New Zealand charts as well. Well, look, uh, <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of great things about New Zealand. Sir Edmund, <laughs> Sir Edmund Hillary, yeah. the All Blacks, yeah, Sir Richard Hadley, Kate mm. Shepherd, yeah. Jean Batten, Jacinda Ardern, Lonely. and uh, yep. Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, yeah, beautiful, clean, green country. But that song, <laughs> Jack Link's Beef Jerky, almost single-handedly has torn everything down. Everything. And that better not be true. About being number one in the charts? Yeah. I'll look up the New Zealand charts now yeah, just to make sure. sure. I'm sure it is. It, it's hated. Even in New Zealand, it's hated. And they're sticking with it. So It's us, ruining the country. Rob, what was the... You said it before we... You know, 15 hours ago before we started playing that thing. Yeah. Um, you said it was against all marginalised people. I missed the boat there. You have to watch it. Oh, we'll put the video. It, um, the we'll, video. Put it on, we'll put the video on our Facebook page. Just look up 365 oh, Days of Sport right. on Facebook and we'll put the video there just to uh, let you have a look at this epic production. It's just so long. It is. It's, it's land, unbelievable. Land of Aotearoa, I, land of the long, white, rubbish yeah. safety song. 
I was very pleased I didn't have the full works package, so I didn't have access to listen to the entertainment. I only had my iPhone, or my whatever my phone is, the Samsung thing, uh, to plug in and watch Netflix on. So I had my own independent system, and I physically couldn't listen to the ad. So you but at- even, I could still hear it a little bit, and I could see the video in front of me. And you could see and the people just that was annoying heads enough. exploding throughout the plane. I wanted to actually have a word to the staff. <laughs> just, just say, look, you, you. What's the deal with this? Is this going to keep going? Like, well, let me out. Just bring back the old one. Let it me doesn't out. Matter bear girls. Bring back bear girls. That was quite good. He had a big fish put under the seat in front of him. Or just do an old school one where it takes you can get it all done, ticked off in a minute. Basic. Back so, to basics. It was ambitious. It was. Uh, <laughs> but it, it goes against safety. People aren't going to pay attention. That but I, you, sometimes you just got to know that okay, we've got this one wrong, and just pull the thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine it's if annoying. you don't make a mistake, but don't stick to the mistake. Get rid of it. Yeah. Like like uh, beer, exactly. beers making different recipes and then people complaining and then, oh, look, we're so sorry. We're going back to the original recipe. That's actually a marketing tactic. But you're a bigger person if you can fess up that you've made Yeah, an error. absolutely. I don't know that, it, that they couldn't see that this was a mistake um, after the first verse was written. <laughs> what about the 20th? 20th verse. Well, well, the second would have been enough if I the first the, wasn't. I like the little bit of the, the refrain in the middle. Did you? I like Good. that bit. Yeah. yeah. That okay. Kept piqued my interest the that's, first time That round. song was actually, that's a sample from a song that was number one in New oh, Zealand really? about 20 years ago. What was that called, Rob? I'm in gonna... the Neighbourhood. Oh. Yeah, I'm liking that. Go. It's on my uh, iTunes yeah. thingy <laughs> in the neighbourhood. Who was yeah. the band for that? Uh, Vicar and Linda. Sisters or something. something oh, else. yeah. Vicar and Vicar Sisters. Vicar and Linda Bull. Yeah. Very good. So, anyway, yes, that was uh, very yeah, irritating. It's number two in the hot New Zealand singles Ooh. chart, by the way, behind um, Worst Behaviour by Sachi featuring Sam DeRosa. It's not actually number two. <laughs> it's not. It's just, <laughs> I just like winding you up because you are wound up about this. You I agree, it? Rob. It's awful. Good. And I'll put the video on the Facebook page. Three, do, six, do, five, do you agree? Four. So we all agree it's it's awful. We're in agreement. I, I don't know. I fell asleep. Yeah. Notice I said agreement, not agreeance. Agreeance is not a word. Anyone who's listening, oh, it's all coming out. Today. Is there any? Is there any? Uh, People vo- say agreeance all the time. Is there any? Vo- literally, I'm in agreeance with that. Literally, is there any <laughs> volcanoes in New Zealand, Rob? That are active, literally active. Hmm. Or any volcanoes at all? In yeah, New there's Zealand? loads of volcanoes. Are you it's me? a volcanic island. Are there any volcanoes in New Zealand? I don't live there. There's hundreds there's of them. There's about 50. I was just thinking the biggest and the most explosive one is a little volcano called Rob Bryars at the moment. He's just gone Vesuvius. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Um, <laughs> Can the show. It's over. Yeah, it's over. It's over. I got some New Zealand news. New Zealand news. Do the New Zealand news Rob, while I gotta, you can. I got to pep you up with give you some hope and some faith in your country again. So New Zealand news. Not, not confident. Well, give you a chance. <laughs> you gave that song two chances. You could at least give me half a second chance. I, I didn't give that song two chances. <laughs> I gave it for 30 seconds and realised it was a disaster. And you put and, it on and again. I've been complaining ever since. Anyway, the National Aquarium of New Zealand in Ooh. Napier... Oh, is it Napier? Uh, you ever been there, up to the, Na- the Napier? National Aquarium. Uh, yeah, Zealand. I have been there, yeah. 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 Has a Penguin of the Month Ooh, award. Ooh, Penguin of the Month. A good penguin and a naughty penguin. Each month they put up on the board in the entry a good <laughs> penguin and like a bad the penguin. penguin can see it. And, <laughs> obviously, yes. <laughs> Don't be penguist. Um, <laughs> and the last one I saw was uh, Timmy won the naughty penguin of the month. because uh, he, he won it, did he? Yes. I don't think you go and win it. 
Well, he clearly did. Yeah. I think you're a little jealous. You wish you could win it. Wear, wear a much. tuxedo. You might be in with half mm. a chance. Yeah. Um, because he stole some fish and pushed another penguin over. Oh. And Betty won Good Penguin of the Month because she was a good swimmer and waited patiently mm. for her fish. I think there's a message they're trying to communicate. No, they'll Don't stick steal in the fish. Next, they'll stick in the next Air New Zealand safety video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to get, get, get the penguins involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't leave them out. Did We've got you, every other single th- other type of everything in there. Yeah, yeah. In all fairness, do you think all the film budget we, for we New Zealand... Say, we can say the film was penguinist. <laughs> racist against the penguins. Do you think all the budget for the film of films of New Zealand have all gone to uh, Peter Jackson, so they've got no money to make any good films, any good film clips, any good safety films in New Zealand for the next 10 years? I don't know, but I know that Peter Jackson did not have one, even this little finger involved with that piece of shit. <laughs> Well, that's got, Rob. Um, Rob's moving in foot, his own way. Foot, foot chop flats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's play that. We've played no. that before. Uh, Don't play that either. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. That's helping. Um, anyway, we've got um, transphobia news, Rob. Is that a word? <sighs> Big show tonight. Oh, there's so many things that irritate me in one show. <laughs> Gee, I really didn't plan for this. I'm going to be able to sleep is, tonight. Is it your birthday today, Rob? We're really <laughs> gifting no, you a lot tonight. for some time. So anyway, so let's right. go through. What's happened? What's happened, Rob? Navratilova. Martina. Headline reads, Martina Navratilova on trans athletes. Inverted commas. Yeah. Letting, men, letting men compete as women is unfair. That's probably true. Which uh, seems about not a ridiculous statement in any way, shape, or form. The tennis legend says transgender inclusion in sport is insane and it's cheating. Listen to this. Listen to how this this thing starts. This is the first sentence of the start of the article. Yeah. Martina Navratilova, who first came out as a lesbian in 1981, came out again <laughs> Sunday as a transphobe. Transphobe. <laughs> oh my god. In an op-ed for the Sunday Times of London, the tennis icon wrote a clear-cut explanation of her perspective that transgender women athletes should not be allowed to compete as women. Navratilova states her belief that trans women are men who decide to be female, and they they do decide. They do. You know, it is. Um, it's, they have it's, a choice. I mean that it's it's how they that's how they feel. That that's how yeah. they yeah. they they feel they're born in the wrong body. Yes. Yeah. Um. And and will they continue? To live what is essentially a charade, yeah. or will they decide to, to be more honest? See it. So they have to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That they've put an inverted commas there, decide oh. to be female, as if like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Was the inverted commas also in the come outs in the previous two. No, it's, come no, it's been taken out of, out of context yeah. straight away. Yeah. And that to allow them to compete with women is, in inverted commas, insane and it's cheating. It is surely unfair on women who have to compete against people who biologically are still men. That's the quote. And while she is rightly revered for her 177 career titles, 59, is that right? 59 Grand Slam titles? Yeah, because she won a Jeez. lot of doubles. A lot of doubles. Oh, okay. oh, right, uh, right, women's right. and mixed. Well, that's cheating. Hey, and uh, and for what? being a strong advocate for both the LGBTQ community Very and strong. human rights. Uh, she was one of the, probably, as far as I can recall, the first... Out there. I guess Billie Jean King, she kept it under wraps. Yeah. Hmm. But Navratilova, she was a massive one. She was one of the first ones that came out as yeah. a lesbian athlete. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd, I'd have the same memory, I think. One of the first, uh, yeah, I can remember. And the main thing when I read this is that they're so obsessed with allowing for transgender, all of a sudden they're not feminists anymore. No. How true. about standing up for female athletes? How about who, who all of a sudden may come up against 
a transgender who's chosen to go about that path well after puberty, hmm. so they've already started to develop into a man and then change their mind, and might be like big and strong where the hormones can't take it back down far enough to get back to the no, right. required hormone level that makes them testosterone no longer a man. Le- yeah, testosterone, testosterone level. level. Because, well, right now, Castor Semenya, the South African mm. man in a woman's body, yeah. Um, she's in court in Switzerland, the court for arbitration of sport, because the IWF, the athletics people, want to bring in a testosterone level limit for women. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, I'm just uh, kind of reading this. Basically, Semenya and a couple of others have levels over 10% or 10 nanomoles per litre. That's in your blood, basically. Nineteen Over 99% of women have testosterone levels less than 3 nanomoles per litre. Mm. So you're talking about, well, like we said, men in women's body. And mm. what they're saying is the IWF are trying to make a standard level playing field where those transgender or ones that have uh, anomalies in their testosterone levels aren't competing on a level playing field because men are naturally stronger than women, quicker than women, do mm-hmm. jump higher, jump further, whatever, more powerful. Mm-hmm. So what they're trying to say is it's not fair that you get to compete against women. That's right. And Semenya's and her lawyers and So long else. as it's a sport with which one of those um, oh, exactly abilities right. yes. is exemplified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, strength and speed. Yeah. So Semenya's saying basically, well, that's not right because I've been born a woman mm. with the an X chromosome partially in, in my body. Mm. What do you want me to do? Yeah. That's what the effect's saying. Yeah. It's not about those people that want to switch genders because that's possibly a different thing. Like Hannah Mansa we talk about regularly. Yeah. Who was a man that wants to become wants to go through, yeah. you know, transgender and six or four what do they call gender, Yeah, gender reassignment. Yeah. Which I think is I'm not an expert. Don't get me wrong. I do like sports. But she but, still claims to be transgender. She yeah. still says she's transgender. Yeah. So they, you know, and mm. she's gone through gender reassignment surgery, but her testosterone levels are still too high. Mm-hmm. But as you say, she is six foot four and probably a hundred plus kilos, hundred mm. plus kilos, but a lot bigger and stronger than a lot of the other girls she would be playing or she's trying to play against. Mm. Yeah, which and, is and the, for me, it's also too not just about the size because you've got say uh, Williams sisters in tennis who are who are who are much stronger and. You know, yeah, than, than other powerful, people. Yeah. They, yeah, it's it's also but they're women. Sure, that's right. Yeah, so it's just just not a clear cut. Look at the paper, and they have got more muscle. They're stronger. They're, that's unfair. No, for me, it's where it's that. come from. Yeah, for me, with the Hannah Mountie thing, and this is not saying I'm against it or for it. I just think there's a more of a conversation to be had. It's not just about size with her. It's also you've I as a male have grown up learning to use my physical uh, the the gifts that I do and don't have on the sporting field. And and Hannah um, previously had grown up learning to use her body in that way. So that way against females who don't grow up in the same way to use their body in the same way. There, I think um, that's a question. That's a conversation to be had as well. So it's not just purely taller, stronger, faster. Mm. It's because um, I think there's some sort of jurisdiction that you need to be below certain testosterone or that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff as well before you can compete in certain leagues and certain sports. Yeah, there's a sports scientist in this article saying. If Semenya was forced to reduce her testosterone levels back to female levels, mm. she would be five to seven seconds slower over 800, over 800 meters. meters. That's how big an advantage it is. Yeah. Now, mm. even in Rio or the World Championships, whether it's 2016 and 2018 in the World Championships, I'm not 100% sure. The first three athletes in the 800, Semenya was one, but there was a um, Moroccan, I think, and then the Kenyan came third. 
they're all over the 10 nanomoles testosterone. Right. And they're way, way quicker than the rest of the girls who are testing level. Right. So the UN have got involved now because they reckon it's uh, they reckon this IWF ruling contravenes international human rights. Wow. So where does it stop, Rob? Where does it? Well, where? Well, well one where does oh, look, it start? Well, the, this, the main point from this article that I want to get across from is what we're having right now between the three of us is a fairly level conversation. Yeah, it is. Mm, yes, we're, we're open for discussion yeah. and and able to come from various different Rob's angles. Rob's calm. He's calmed down. And, Rob's very calm. And this person says straight away in the first sentence, Martina Navratilova, who first came out as a lesbian in '81, came out again Sunday as a transphobe. Mm. So what she's doing is. What's called identity politics? You're just trying to lay, put someone in a category. You're not even really interested in discussing it from at any at any one length or listen to her an opinion. Navratilova was actually pretty moderate throughout. She has her opinion, but then she and she's researched it thoroughly, and this is her conclusion. Yeah, mm. but it's, it's of, not slanderous. No, it's actually fairly calculated. Well, if anything and, is and thoughtful, the article is slanderous against Navratilova. Starting completely. starting just the article, her a transphobe. She's a lesbian. It's already <laughs> like I, she's not used to hanging out with a variety of different types of people. <laughs> so I I read the article and straight away I put Navratilova as a transphobe at the start of the article because this what this article is doing is putting so, her it, in the it, in the it bad person by by just labeling someone. She's the bad guy. But uh, so not, and, not and, and, yeah. Sorry, but I mean that is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a she's the bad person of the story. The bad the bad uh, person. Um, and and that's really what angered me more than mm. anything else. All the rest of it, there's a lot of grey area. There's things can come, you know. And I, and I don't know enough really about the science. Mm. From what I understand, in a nutshell, is that if if they do engage with the hormonal treatment yeah. pre puberty. Then in that case they can remain at the necessary levels. But if they engage after puberty, then they risk going too far and it can't be brought back. The strange thing is now they are seriously considering a third category right. in sport. Now that makes me quite sad. Oh, that's actually not the craziest solution. Okay, what a transgender per- what league. Percentage, what percentage of the oh, it's population? Point, point oh three or something. It's exactly. It's you're, tiny, you're talking yeah. about creating a competition mm. to be inclusive. But Paralympians, eh? they got much more. Well, what would you then have a Paralympic version of the third yeah. league? Yeah, so the fourth one. So there's a combo. And there's, yeah. there's how many categories yeah, yeah. are in the Paralympics? How many categories oh, are loads, how, many pa- how many categories yeah, yeah, are in the Paralympics? That's going to be very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that means more sport on TV. Yeah. None of them are getting paid. Yeah, right. Yeah, but no, that's fair. I didn't think about that. And also, it's such a minority. Yeah. You're creating something for such a minority. Yeah. It's like, it is a tail wagging the dog mm. type. Well, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's a hair of a tail wagging the dog. It's, yeah. that's how Surely won't common sense is. prevail a bit that if there's not enough of a need uh, audience to watch or be interested in, in some of these leagues, some of these leagues might not take off. I mean, that's a bit unfortunate for the yeah. athletes when they compete. I, I it's one of those things that if it's decided that it's just, it can't work, it mm. may just have to be that that's just, that's just bad luck. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what I'm getting also, at. That's what I'm getting at. It's exactly right. It's you're in a difficult situation. You either take the drugs to compete on a level playing field, or you can't compete. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's the best you can. It's like, do. It's like I go back to Oscar Pretorius. And in no <laughs> other part should should, should transgender people be uh, not included in, in no, no, any way, shape, right. or form. Yeah. But this is pure physical this activity, is, and this is sport. Which and is unfair. The, and why we play sport is, yes, we do like to win, but we play sport for the enjoyment. But the Olympics is the pinnacle of this, and, unfortunately, drugs and money and everything's got in the way, and people winning for the wrong reasons. 
mm. or trying to win with the wrong incentives, I guess. Beefy, it's also too, you mentioned the IAAF. Now, yeah. if there's some sports that don't subscribe to their rules, then that, that's a whole different kettle of fish again because some of these rules that the IAAF would instill about, you know, uh, levels of hormone, uh, uh, testosterone, etc., wouldn't count because that league, that sport doesn't subscribe. Well, like the Asada thing with well, you know, no, the IWA, IAAF is for athletics, so track and field. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, so right. Yeah, not yeah, the sure. IOC yeah, or yeah. WADA, yeah, what, what you mentioned. Body. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Basically, athletics are trying to control mm. its own domain. So, but where does it stop? Because you know, some some governing bodies, um, some sports don't subscribe to them. I mean, the Asada Wada thing yeah. when it came to the AFL well, drug scandal. I was going to say it's the NFL is a massive thing for well, drugs. Was, absolutely, yeah. The yeah. NFL don't subscribe to Wada, mm. and you can get done for anabolic steroids and miss one game on your mm. first offence. Whereas it looks in bad. athletics, it's two years. Yeah, right. You know, so it's yes, yeah, it's just mm. ridiculous. But but what I was getting back at, like. The IWF have made a rod for his own back. When they when they allowed Oscar Pretorius to run in the 400 in London, he that was total flaunting of whatever rules they could because his uh, blades could have been super springy. Yeah. And they was there was no parameters on the bench. So any other athlete could have entered and had super springy. A kangaroo could have come and entered it because yeah. oh no, yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah. and they shouldn't have done it. It was that yeah. was without they were trying to make a point. Uh, I can't recall time. what the outcome was of that. They let him run. Yeah, yeah, but how did he go? He went to jail. Uh, he went to jail. He got the... I don't think he got the final in the end. Right. Um, but he did f- fairly well. Mm. Um, but the problem is, his first 100 was like 14, 15 seconds. But his last 100 was like 8 seconds. Because the energy he built up wow. through the blades... Through the blades, it it's like... Yeah, right. So that, that's, 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 that's not right. Exactly. So you saying, can't... You can't... What's you saying? Bolt's last one, 100 in a well, 200 or 400. Does, well, he does, only does 200. So yeah. Do yeah, okay. Well, it's two, so, it's just, well, his world record's 959, isn't it? So 958, nine five, sorry, champion. Yeah. And uh, in the... I think it's 918 in the um, 200? 1918. 19, 19, yeah. Yeah. 1918, yeah. yeah. So, so what's the what's the last hundred though? Would so, he, well, he would have done oh, nine, nine seconds basically for last think that he would hundred have been, in the two hundred. You would mm. think he'd be a, most people would be slower. That's a natural thing. Whereas Pretorius yeah. is picking up pace. Oh, is it really eight seconds something for his it last was, hundred? Somebody did it as eight point nine in the last hundred because of the energy built up and what yeah. he was. So yeah, he's the, the thing was bouncing. He was yeah. it had energy retention in his in his. He's um, the T one hundred. Have you seen this boy in Terminator two mm. chasing down a car? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's why it should never have been allowed. Because if he was running even 10 seconds for 100 or 11, then you can live with it. But the fact is he was getting quicker as it went because mm-hmm. of the build-up of energy and momentum. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Really, at the end of the day, it's the outcome and it, it, for me. And it's if, if there's clear-cut stats that there's an advantage, then, you know, it's it's got to be looked at, I think. Well, it's, it's got to be looked and. The whole point of this whole exercise with drugs and with transgender and other issues is trying to create a level level playing field. So the old adage of the best athlete on the day under Mm. the even circumstances wins. Ones who puts in the most work, whatever. But now it's uh, it's hugely different. And that's that's actually the reason why I haven't gone into an athletic successful athletics career because I'm not transgender (laughs) and I have both legs. 
So well, they don't have springs in my legs. There could be a third it competition does, for you, Ginger, Gav. Ginger gender. It, it does regularly amaze me, though, how often the transgender issue is raised. As if it's this, it's this massive issue that needs to be sorted out because we're mm. crumbling as a society if we don't. And it's 0.03% of the population. Like, I, I don't know anyone who's a transgender. Mm. No. But I'm not saying this is not doesn't need to be addressed in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But it, it's that regularly around. It's like it's this Why don't we significant just have let, issue of which way the society is falling. Let's get rid of genders and let everyone compete on the same field. Just turn up on men the day. Men against women. Men against women <laughs> on, the, on, yeah. on the field. All in. Just, all so, in. Yeah, yeah. just so transgender people aren't upset. Any minority isn't upset. Just let yeah. them all in. 10 o'clock, Wednesday. That is one solution, Gav. And the yeah. only reason someone can't compete. I don't compete, think a popular one. The only reason you can't compete is if you're late. Gates closed. Yeah, punctuality. So that even then it'll the come pe- down to the people who have um, not just ability, but also punctuality. The people who have sleeping so issues I, mm. might then claim unfairness. Yeah, um, just the old uh, AMPM. You get the wrong button wrong, don't you? Sometimes on the alarm. Sometimes, you said you know. ten. You didn't stipulate AM or PM. Well, mm. the race is over. I'm sorry. The race yep. is over. Hi, this is Glenn Boss. And this is 365 Days of Sport. Oh, Glenn Boss there Glenn joining Boss. us. I haven't seen him on a horse lately, Glenn Boss. Um, Did he get banned? Well, no, I think he's... Isn't he riding in Hong Kong or something? He's over oh, there. I think he's been he's moved, doing? yeah. Oh, I had another seven-league multi that one failed. 190 to one. It's not oh. been a good week for you, has it, Rob? God. Is this why you're angry tonight? No, no, no. That was actually... I was. I, was, <laughs> I think you came in really nice-spirited tonight. I, I really was, and then the BTI. material presented itself, and uh, that's all it took. It was that anthem, actually. Pretty yeah, happy. it's your fault, Gav. Pretty happy, Beefy, what we did to him tonight. Yeah. What about this? Um, I bet you're feeling better than Josephine Johnson. So uh, she was barred from Molyneux, which is the home of Wolverhampton Wanderers in the Premier League. Mm. She dropped a piece of steak pie on the head of a West Ham fan. But the mum of one says she's not guilty, and the ban from football is affecting her mental state, Rob. Gosh. Mm. A Wolves fan banned for hurling a pie at rival supporter claimed it flew out of her mouth when she coughed. <laughs> Josephine Johnson was barred from Molyneux for hitting the West Ham supporter on the head with a chunk of steak pie during her side's 3-0 Premier League win. But the mum of one, a lifelong supporter, yesterday begged for the three-year ban to be lifted and said it all been an accident. Josephine said, I was just finishing the pie when Wolves scored. As I celebrated, the last bit got stuck in my throat and I had a coughing fit. Josephine of Rugely Staffordshire insisted, I'm not a football yob. A piece of meat shot out and hit the West Ham fan below. I leaned over to apologise and he hurled abuse at me and called the stewards. When she was hauled before magistrates, sales rep Josephine admitted hurling a pie, but now claims she did so only on the vice of her solicitor, who supported Wolves' local rivals, Aston Villa. Oh, oh. Pygate. Pygate, indeed. Yeah. What's well, so, gonna... just sort of coughed an exclamation and... Uh, allegedly. Allegedly, went, yeah. That, that wouldn't be pleasant, though, a piece of chewed pie. <laughs> Hitting you in the um, head. Hitting your head. And for it to, to really resonate, that for the point of disgust, it would have to somehow have stayed, uh, have, have hit and stayed in its spot. Mm. Or it's um, a sizable amount of food. A full yeah. pie. But to cough and hurl it and project. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. to the point where it would be pretty rank. bit fishy story, Maybe. that, I reckon. That, uh, that, oh, I, I, it got stuck in my throat and I coughed out an eight-ounce ribeye. Mm. I did some research on, um, on WikiLeaks and there was a sec- Ooh, second eater. Really? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't her? It was someone else. The, uh, like JFK. A, wasn't Joe Johnson? Like a pelican? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Did you see this? 
I did. AFL news. It's not even AFL lies. Uh, St. Kilda star, strange tale of burglary and homelessness. Fans know things didn't go the way Paddy McCartan have liked on the field last year, but the AFL player revealed there was plenty going wrong for him off it as well. St. Kilda forward has revealed a strange story about how his car was stolen before it was later found with a homeless man and his dog living in it. Now, this is an interesting twist. <laughs> this guy's homeless. Hound. The car was found yeah. with a homeless man and his dog living in the car. Yeah. Okay. The man and his beloved pup have been living in the car for three weeks by the time police in Victoria located it. McCartan recounted the story. The former number one draft pick told her the car was stolen from out the front of his girlfriend's mum's house where he'd been staying. My heart dropped a little bit and I'm like, oh no, the car's not out the front. It's gone. It's intelligent. Boy, this is... <laughs> I called the cops and said, look, my car's been stolen. I gave them the rego and all that. My car's been stolen. Same thing twice. Mm. And then he says, the car was stolen by a bunch of 17-year-olds who were in this car stealing crew. They've stolen like 20 cars or something, he said. It was a couple of months old, and they sold it to a homeless guy for $3,000. What's going on here? How many homeless guys have got got three three grand grand in cash? Anyway, so the homeless guy and his dog were living in my car for three weeks. The insurance company is like, if we can't find it within three weeks, we'll pay you out and give you money to get a new car. So I'm like, perfect. It hasn't rocked up. And then on the stroke of midnight, I get a call from the cops saying it's been found in Windhamvale. It's been detailed a few times and I've got it now and it's fine. But there was a homeless man and his dog living in my car for about a month. Every now and then, I can still smell the dog. No, you're smelling the homeless man, (laughs) not the dog. I reckon this man with the three grand, huh? Yeah. You know, it might have been this one that I saw as I left the casino one time. I was crossing over the bridge. Yeah. I was wondering how this is quite a funny one. I've just been in the Cassie and I was wondering crossing the bridge over sort of Spencer Street around there, I think it is. Yeah, or somewhere yeah. around there. And there's a homeless lad on the other side of the bridge and he goes, Oh mate, you got any got any money? And I was just like, Oh, I've just, I checked my pockets. I said, Sorry, mate. Oh, look, I've got 20 cents here. You can have that if you want. He's like, Yeah, anyway. Well, do you want a cigarette? I'll give you a cigarette. He goes, Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, sweet. Here you go. I have a hand in one and I saw a light one myself and I saw, mm. thought, you know, I want to see how he's going. Have a chat to him. So I was like, mm. So, mate, uh, how, how, how you so how's things how's things going, mate? You see all the things that look sort of looking up. You get, you got some plans and works. And goes, oh yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got uh, just got got me four key license last weekend. What? So you know, what do you like? It's true. Got me four key license last weekend. So you know, gotta get that and get get out there and uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully things on the horizon. Got, got got myself some decent clothes. So uh, yeah, yeah, things are looking up. Oh, that's good, man. Good to hear. It goes. Tell you what, though, you know why I'm camped out here, mate. That Cassie packed full of Chinese girls. Those Chinese <laughs> girls loaded. Well, they got money coming. They get money sent over from over there. There's so much money over there, mate. All you got to do hook up with a Chinese girl. <laughs> so I just camped out here and I wait for one of them to come out, get a bit of a convo going, and uh, yeah, I'll, oh, I'll be loaded. Just hang, just hook up with one of them, mate. And just uh, that wasn't really the inspiring story I was hoping to hear. <laughs> so Rob, Rob joined him. <laughs> just waited. Still, still. There. My favourite bit of that story is Rob. When he met him and he said, uh, I said, oh, how's things looking up? And, and this, this guy said, I just got my forklift license. Yeah. So things are on the rise. Yeah. Uh, uh, I that. It was good. Good. That's the, an intentional oh, pun. God. Anyway, what's even more amusing at the time, I was a forklift driver. As well, yeah. <laughs> we better quickly play this. It's uh, New Zealand Air Safety Net. No. Oh, Cedar. They've been making quality apparel since 1933. A great range of sports gear for all ball sports. And all corporate wear. Doesn't matter what sport you play, Masita have the kit for you. Masita offers a full catalogue of on-field and off-field apparel. It's the best quality money can buy. Get in touch. 1300 Masita or masita.com.au 
But that was uh, amazing, amazing effort, that one from that guy. It's I don't know this exact phrase, that's what he said. He says, oh, mate, no, no excuse for being homeless on the streets these days with that many Chinese girls coming <laughs> out the casino. There's, there's no your answer. No there's your answer to homelessness in Melbourne. <laughs> Just hang him out at the casino. Happy Chinese New Year. <laughs> Obviously. You're yeah. the pig, you know. You're the pig. Oh, yeah. that's it. I'm a monkey. I'm a monkey. I'm a tiger. Oh, pig. Tiger, yeah. 76. Yeah, you're saying it's my brother Patrick. I'm 79. What's that? Nine. That's Shh. a rooster, I think. How do you know all this, rooster? Rob? Because I can remember my own family. They were oh. all born. I can remember my own family as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about their Chinese animal symbols, but uh, right. there you go. Right. Well, it's the bewitching hour already, mm. which is crazy. We've actually up. done some serious sports chat this week, which is a bit yeah. weird for us. Well, mm. yeah, we'll get good. rid of that on the podcast. Uh, please check us out on Facebook, 365 Days of Sport. There is a podcast as well on iTunes. Thanks to Masita, and make sure this week you eat beef jerky. Mm. Get it in, right into you. Enjoy it. What's on for the weekend, Gavin? Uh, flying in New Zealand. Listen to some safety hats. <laughs> Ah, uh, now I'll be watching. Uh, the thing about that is the joke will be on you because you have, <laughs> we'll have to listen to it. So I, I'll never ever hear Sorry, it again. Kev, you don't have to get on a plane. I'm putting it on our Facebook page. It's okay. You can just watch that time and time I again. I did a video of Rob's Rob reactions to. Gavin's <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. loving that, isn't he? Uh, do you know what I'm going to do this weekend? I'm going to find Gavin, punch him in the face. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? I'll play the I'll play the ad while I do it. <laughs> How about well, that? you're gonna have to get a portable speaker because I'll be under the bridge at the casino. Oh, I've got a portable speaker. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check He'll, be hooking, Chinese chicks. Really? He'll be hooking yeah, yeah, up with Chinese great. chicks, curing homelessness. Yeah. I'll show them the year of the rooster. Oh, well, I'll drop you there off on the way home instead. <laughs> you know, it's on the way. <laughs> what do you have to be for you playing yeah. cricket? Um, happy birthday, Mama Beef, and happy wedding anniversary. Yes, um, huge. Mr. and Mrs. Beef Senior. Congratulations! It's a massive weekend. Huge congratulations. No, no cricket Chris, then, I guess. I'm off this week. <laughs> I'm team. giving the body the time the to recover. The team will be lost. <laughs> they will be, actually. Mm. No, nah, they won't. They'll be, they're all right. They're going okay, the swingers. Mm-hmm. Doing Thank okay. You. Pleased to hear it. So that's it for this edition of... Three days of sport. Good night, and we'll see you all next week. Toddy Goldsmith. Don't forget, Toddy.